Hello, runners. Hope all of you are doing well. This is Coach Balag here. I'm coming to you on Tuesday, um, on the April uh, 11th. Um, apologies for coming late. I had spring break last week, so I was sort of busy. And I thought I'll do the recording and send it out today, better late than never. First of all, guys, for a good portion of you, a huge congratulations for completing your peak meso cycle. Always the end of peak meso cycle is sort of the, um, should I say, uh, a figurative end of the training program. You know, as we always say in runner's uh, high program, the journey is a destination. It's not about your race day. It's the journey. And uh, the way I define journey is, have you followed, like, have you had a plan and followed that plan and had the courage, the commitment, the dedication, the resilience and ability to have fun to follow that plan? That is how I define a journey or we define a journey. And uh, the end of Peak Miso for a good portion of you and, and, uh, and, and, and the end of this week for the rest of all of you, you would have completed a beautiful season of 2019, season nine of Runner's Eye, a peak meso cycle complete. It is in your bag. You are healthy. You're not injured, at least not too much. I know peak meso mm-hmm. has its uh, toll on two people. And you are now in the mode of getting ready for the D-Day or the race day. What an achievement. Congratulations, guys. Very proud of you. Went through many of your runs in my uh, cohort, especially the full marathoners and some of the advanced half marathoners. You guys have just crushed it. A 20-mile run for some, 11-mile run for others. Some of you have completed their races. I mean, things are building up, guys. Things are building up. Momentum is picking. It's going to be that fun business end of the season nine where a lot of uh, uh, adrenaline will start flowing into the WhatsApp group, lots of, uh, you know, we see one of the good things is every week we see some fellows, some runners finishing off their runs and give us the high, a vicarious high. So it's all coming together, guys. Congratulations. What a journey it has been. First thing I want to say is our season nine uh, medals are ready. I hope you can uh, see this. Uh, Let me bring it closer. Uh, This is the medal for our season nine. And I can't wait to put this on you like this and have this medal, a well-earned season nine fitter, father, and faster medal for all of you. Brilliant. T-shirt, some of you have uh, been asking for it. Yes, we were intending to receive all the T-shirts today. Uh, some logistics, some supply chain, some design, uh, you know, back and forth. Uh, Mona is uh, actually working on it. I unfortunately want to tell you that the T-shirts will be ready only by our season end race day. We tried our best. Uh, we have some learnings here, but, you know, this global supply chain coming from China, some uh, changes in uh, designs, sort of, uh, it's sort of uh, putting us a little bit in the back burner on this one. I'm hoping that uh, we'll get it sooner than later. But as of now, it looks like around the 2022nd is when we will get it. And then our operations team will just go on a night out and ship it to everybody. And uh, all the medals are here already. So worst worst case scenario, we'll definitely ship the medals earlier and then come uh, and then the uh, the, the, uh, T-shirts will uh, follow. We have about 350 orders of T-shirts. That means not all of you have ordered the T-shirts. But medals, all of you have paid for it. So we will... uh, 
we will send the medals for all of you who have completed their when I say medals, the pro and uh, masters uh, groups will get their medals, RHWB medals, when you complete the races and the coaches ratify uh, the same with us. Okay, so that's on the medals and the T-shirts uh, part of it. I'm also looking forward to the race day webinar. It's happening this Friday. Uh, the dates are Friday, the 14th of April, um, 8.30 Eastern Time. Looking forward to connecting with all of you and sharing your thoughts on how to take your journey from the end of Peak Miso to the start line of race day. How do we go about doing that? And let's discuss that. Some specific strategies. Those of you who have attended the meetings earlier, it's always good to again join. Uh, repetition doesn't spoil the prayer. It's always an important thing for you to sort of refresh some of the basics that we would like all of you to follow. Okay. So that's on the race day. For today, in this weekend's message, or should I say the last week's message, uh, I have two things I wanted to talk to you about. First one is a notion of what I call it as the lactate threshold. Now, this is a very scientific term, and it's important for all of us to kind of think about it and understand how the body works around the lactate threshold, especially as you approach the race day. And let's just make sure that you have it on top of your mind so that when it all comes together, how the lactate threshold, understanding the concept of lactate threshold, will help you to sort of do a better race, manage yourself better. The second one is a philosophical thought, but a very important thought. And this is about the ability to prevent yourself from snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. Very, very important. I see some of the runners at this stage of the training program show some tendencies to do that. And I just want to make sure that I call that out to everybody in case you're going through that rat hole. I want to pull you back in and put you in the right place. Okay, so let's talk about lactate threshold. Now, what is a lactate threshold? So the lactate threshold is a point in your sort of body equilibrium after which certain bad things sort of take over. Now, when, uh, you're, when you're running, your body obviously metabolizes energy, metabolizes oxygen and provides energy for your run, uh, metabolizes food and provides energy for the run. The byproduct of this metabolism is something called as a lactate. Now, lactate is not fundamentally bad for us, but if you do not allow the body to process the lactates, then the accumulation of lactate in the muscles, which is lactate is a byproduct, as I said, the accumulator, accumulation of lactate in your muscles causes, you know, cramps, pain and various other things that we we experience as we run for longer distances. So the way this the way you can understand this is imagine you have a container and you have a, a, a hole on the bottom of your container. And then on the, from the top, you're just sort of pouring this lactate liquid. Let's assume lactate is a liquid. And you're pouring this lactate liquid into the container. And as you're pouring, obviously, the the from the bottom hole, the lactate is also getting out of it. Correct. So if you think of this container as the muscle, as long as the lactate is not overflowing from this container, you haven't reached what we call it as the lactate threshold. Now, as long as the, the lactate doesn't overflow from the container, your muscles, you know, to make it very simple, the muscles do not get into cramp or it doesn't get, uh, feel the byproducts of this accumulating negative sort of uh, substance in your muscles, which is the lactate. So as long as your muscle is able to take that, as long as your level of the lactate within that container is below the, the brim, you're in good shape. But if it goes above the brim, then the lactate threshold is reached and then all kinds of muscular cramps, pains, 
you know, uh, the spray, all of that thing that we talked about, muscle feeling like a thick mass, all of that, that will start and you will find it difficult to run. So obviously, as you're pouring in, if you think about it, if in a minute you're pouring one liter of lactate, and in the same minute, one liter of lactate is flowing out of the hole from the below, then what happens? Nothing happens. The level is just, you know, you can keep on pouring one liter of lactate, and the level will not raise at all. Or another, So that is good good scenario. But if you put two liters of lactate in and only one liter goes out, then every minute the level is going up by one liter, isn't it? So very soon you will reach a point, maybe 10 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever time that is. Very soon you will reach a point where the lactate will come to the the brim of the container and it will start overflowing or in other words, you will get out of the lactate threshold scenario or you will hit the lactate threshold. And as a result, your muscles will start cramping. You will you will see all the bad impacts of lactate as I was explaining to you. So how do you as a runner, if you understood the simple concept, how do you manage this? One way to manage this is, it is to ensure that you raise the size of the container itself, which is the strength which is the bigger muscles, better muscles and all that stuff, which is what something we have been doing for the last whatever, 16 weeks. So now you cannot suddenly increase your muscle. Whatever is the size of the container is the size of the container. That's it. That's what you have. You don't have time for you to do anything more. It's a long process. So size of the container is there and it's not going to change. So then what are the variables you have? You have, uh, you can maybe have a bigger hole so that when more and more lactate is coming, more and more it gets uh, removed quickly. In biological equivalent of that bigger hole is your body's ability to sort of metabolize this lactate out of the muscles. Again, that also is not something that you can quickly turn it on. It's a it's a body's metabolic rate, and it will take it is it, it is building up as we keep training the system. It will slowly increase and do a better job of metabolic sort of uh, you know processing of these lactates out of the muscle. So there again, you don't have much control over it. As in whatever your muscle metabolic rate is right now of removal of lactates. It probably will be the same or slightly better, slightly better by the day you come to race day. So again, that lever, you don't have it. So the whole size is also fixed. So then what you have then is what is the rate at which you are pouring the, the lactate into the container, right? So if you pour at the same or a lesser rate than the amount of lactate that has been taken out, you will be, you'll never have a lactate threshold scenario at all because the level is not racing at all. But in a scenario where you're pouring, which is slightly higher rate than the rate at which it is going out, you can still control it if you pour in such a manner that the, the rate at which the level is going up is actually very slow. Or in other words, it is slow enough that by the time it reaches the, the threshold, your race is over. Your long run is over. That would be ideal. That means you're actually managing the lactate threshold in such a way that you are a the, the point at which the lactic threshold is reached is beyond the race finish line. That would be ideal in that way. You don't have any impact of lactic. That is the science and that's your understanding. So then comes the question, how do I control the rate at which I am filling this lactate? And that is well within your hands. And that is you running in aerobic zone. Think about this. Step back, guys. I talked to you about aerobic zone probably 12, 13 weeks ago when we started the training. And I told you, guys, if you want to be better at it, try to run in aerobic zone or in other words, you are running more in CP or pace pace. When you are in CP, you are running in oxygen rich environment 
And as a result, the production of lactate is reduced, or in other words, the rate at which the lactate is flowing into your muscles or this container is less. And as a result, it takes longer time for the same set of muscles to reach the lactate threshold. Or in other words, before it reaches lactate threshold, your race is over. Step back, think a little bit, and you will see that this is that unifying concept of everything we have said till now, which is run slow to run fast overall. That's one thought process we have discussed. Running in aerobic zone is going to help you to run longer. Yeah. Having strength training is going to increase the size of your ten, uh, the, the container itself so that it can take on more lactates. Yeah. And having the right nutrition, having the right aerobic strength is going to improve your metabolic because your miles matter. So as you run more and more, your metabolic ability increases and hence it, the size of the hole below is also increasing. So all of these things come together for you to manage the lactate threshold. So if you think about it, guys, from this lactate threshold standpoint, as you approach your race, a full marathon, half marathon, whatever is the race may be, your goal is to ensure that you start the race at a much lower lactate accumulation so that the level of lactate is very low in this container. And as you keep running and as you see you're approaching the, the end, uh, uh, the finish line, you can choose to increase the lactate flow into the muscle because you know that while you're increasing the lactate, while you know that the level, as a result of that, the level is increasing, you know that you still have the size of the container to continue to increase that pace so that by the time you reach the lactate threshold, the race is already done. Step back. What did I explain this to you? What is the last couple of seconds, minutes I explained? What did I explain? What I explained to you is progressive reverse splits. Right? When you do progressive reverse splits, what's happening? You're starting slow. You are delaying the accumulation of lactate in your body. And then as you speed up, you are managing the accumulation in such a way that the lactate threshold is reached only at a time when it doesn't matter to you because you're almost done. That is when you actually get the best average speed of your run. That is when you get this notion of running slow so that you can run fast overall. So I hope all of this sort of comes together. I, uh, first time when I understood this concept, it made so much sense to me. It gave me a new meaning to my runs. And running slow, there is a new meaning to my runs. All my runs is all around this lactate threshold concept. How do I manage the lactates? Okay. So I hope you got this lactate threshold theory well. And you've already been practicing. I didn't want to bring this up at the earlier stage because I wanted to first practice it. So that when I introduce the theory, you will be able to reflect and also connect with the theory better. And I hope all of you have connected with this theory better. Use this notion during the race day so that every time you have the urge to run faster in the early part of your mile, think I want to manage the threshold in the last part of my mile, uh, last part of my race. Uh, so that's my uh, uh, a little spiel on lactate threshold. The second thing is a philosophical, but I would say more important construct, which is the ability to not snatch 
defeat from the jaws of victory. So let me uh, start by what is victory? Okay. One way of some people have a tendency to define victory as a very dynamic state. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong in it. That means they start off a project and have a, a particular sort of outcome as victory, as they feel that if this happens, I'm, I'm happy with that and I will consider myself successful. And as the project keeps going, only two things can happen. You're doing better than expected or three things can happen. Better than expected or as expected or lower than expected. If it is lower than expected, of course, then, you know, sort of victory is nowhere near place. If it is sort of, you know, uh, meeting expectations or as expected, you know that you're going to achieve victory. So you're happy. But a funny thing happens when you actually do better than expected. When you do better than expected, some people mentally move the target to a higher than that rate. So if I put it in number, let's say you want to reach 100 in 10 days. And so every day you need to hit 10 units of whatever that is. Come five days, you are at 50. You know, you are meeting the target. So you should be happy that, yes, I'll be meeting 100. I try my best to go above 100, but my target is 100. I should be happy to be 50. If you are at, after five days, if you are at 20, you know that you're not able to meet my target. So you are sort of trying to scramble to see how I can make it happen. But come fifth day, you are at 80. You know, you are sure you're going to meet target. But then for whatever reason, we want to do better than, you know, what initially thought. So you take the target to 200. Nothing wrong in doing that. You know, so at day five, you're at 80 and 100 is your original target. You make it 200. That is fine. But then at day 10, you reach 160. So you're in between adjusted target is 200 and you reached 160. Is 160 a failure? Is it a defeat? Or is it a success? That's something you need to think about. It's very important. In my books, if those of you consider 160 as a defeat, I have a problem with it. Because if you have that thought process, it is good to have the thought process to do better than what you initially thought. But after finishing, finishing the product, you become, project, you become so harsh on yourself that you feel you have, you have lost out on 40. Instead of saying that you actually gained 60 more than what you originally thought at the start of the project, you have a problem in actually enjoying success. You have a very big problem in enjoying success. And if you do not have the ability to enjoy success, you will never be successful in its truest sense, which is human beings need for being successful is to, to become happy or stay happy. But if you change the variables in the equation in such a way that the outcome is predetermined that you will never be successful because you've just kept moving the dynamic nature of the end goal, then you are really, what you're trying to do is you're optimizing yourself to make sure that you're never successful or you're never happy, which I have a problem with. This should not be construed as, you know, I am trying to do less than what I could have done. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. You should have a target at 200. That's, uh, that's totally fine. But after the project is over and when you see you gave your best and you reached 160, 
it is literally a bad thing for you to say that I've actually failed in this project. You know, that is a way for you to never be content and successful and happy, truly happy in your life. Now, why am I bringing this up? In the annals of long distance running, this is a common trait in some of the especially type A personality type runners. A trait that you would see is this would be the first time they're doing a long distance run, a half marathon, a full marathon or a 10K, whatever it is. If let us say I had gone there and I'd done an interview with them and I said, hey, what's your goal for this uh, season? And they, they they're most likely to say, Hey, Bala, listen, I've never done a full marathon. I am shit scared of what, is, what, I, what, what I'm getting into. I don't even know whether I can do it. Or they'll say the max I've done is two miles. I really do not know I will be able to do 10K. Okay. So at that point, if I ask them, what will make you happy? They'll say, I just want to complete it. And if I can complete it, that will be the greatest achievement of my life. The same person, thanks to our good training regimen, the structure, the support that they get from everyone and their own commitment, dedication and resilience and having fun, they learn the, 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 the trick of the trade and they are able to do every week PRs, PRs, PRs. They're getting better because that's running. That's what running is all about. It's a continuous positive spiral. So they're getting better. They're constantly beating their own expectation and suddenly somewhere in the middle of the season, week 10 or something, Without them realizing, they have involuntarily kept their target now to not finishing that full marathon, but finishing with a certain predetermined number in their mind. A seat, like, you know, a 10-minute, uh, like, I need to break a 10-minute mile. The same person had a, a, a philosophy that, you know, somehow finishing full marathon was my goal. And now they have a 10-minute mile uh, target because they're doing so well. They're doing like 10.30. They did a uh, sub-10 when they were uh, running a 12-mile and they did it for 16 miles. So they have this thing that, yeah, I can do it for 26 miles. Okay. This is where the rookiness of this entire thing comes in. Just because you did a 10-minute mile, let's say, in your mile in a 12-mile run, doesn't mean that you'll be able to do that in a 20-mile run or a 26-mile run because your body is going through fundamental changes as you increase the distances. And you have not experienced it. You don't have that mental ability to sort of figure it out because you haven't experienced it yet. So typically what happens then is these runners, when they finish a full marathon, which is one of the greatest achievements of a human race, I would say, running 26 miles, running three, four, five, six hours continuously, it's almost an incredible achievement. And this same runner finishes it off at five hours, which is again an incredible achievement. 0.2% of the total runners, total human beings actually complete a full marathon. So let's, I'm just talking to the full marathon, but I can see a very similar low statistics for pretty much all the long distance runs. Here you are in the top echelons of human beings sort of achievement and you feel really bad that you missed your target time by five minutes, three minutes, whatever number. And I've, I've had people who have felt really, really bad because they missed a target time by 15 seconds in their first half marathon or why only first, let's say even the 10th half marathon. And I'm asking... What happened here? What happened here is this human being's innate ability sometimes to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. I want you to think about this. I really want you to think about this. If you are in that state right now at the end of Peak Miso and you had this thing and after every long run you have done 20 miles or a 
11 miles, you actually finish the day feeling disappointed that you couldn't hit the same number that you had in mind. My friend, time to stand in front of the mirror and check your premises. It's like a stock market. You know, a company's performance, if somebody just looks at stock market, is just a function of how the company performed against expectations. It is not the true intrinsic value of how the company performed. If your expectations are not managed properly, stock market will go down or the stock price will go down and the other way around is true too. So I would like you to think about before going into this negative spiral of, man, what a bad job I did or this is not for me. You got to think and ask yourself where I was a couple of months ago, where I was a couple of weeks ago. Fundamentally, is this something that I feel very proud of? And the answer is always yes. Okay, the answer is always yes. A long distance runner, amateur long distance, we are all amateur long distance runners. An ability to run 2011.5, these are the long distances you all have done in Peak Miso, is a humongous achievement. I'm not saying just to make you feel good. That is the fact. That's the fact. Every I've done 10, I think, 10 full marathons now, maybe 50 half marathons till now. Every time I cross the half marathon line, every time, irrespective of the timing, I feel amazing. I feel incredible because I've done something that at the age of 51 now, I have done something that at the age of 21, I couldn't have imagined doing half that distance. That is what is achievement. And that realizing that is what is enjoying life's successes. If you do not know how to enjoy life's successes that you, uh, that you earn this time, nobody has given it to you, you will never know how to be happy in life. You will always be looking after what is the next best thing I could have got as opposed to what already great thing you already are having. As they say, enjoy the present, which is the gift that God and yourself have given to yourself. And enjoy that. Do not snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. You do that in the long run, pun intended, in the long run of life, the net quotient is a net negative in terms of what you are experiencing daily as opposed to a net positive spiral activity which is what running is, which is what runner's high is all about. Runner's high, it is not called the runner's low. It is the runner's high. It is the positive side. And the only thing that prevents you from reaching the high is yourself. With that thought, I leave you all by feeling very proud that you all have completed your peak miso or about to complete your peak miso. A tough cycle it's time to enjoy the fruits of our labor. In our race day, I hope all of you who are in New Jersey, irrespective of whether they finished the race or not, I would like to see you all there. It's a celebration of our club, celebration of our friendship. Come and enjoy. Take part in a smaller race if you already completed your race. 
just join us. Have a lunch with all of us. You know, enjoy some music, some celebrations, some medals, ceremony. See each other. Take some pictures. Spring day is going to be a lot of fun. Sign up, please. Um, I think we have about 120 odd uh, runners already signed up. We have two more weeks to go. Please sign up. And non-New Jersey runners, we love our guests. So maybe it's a good time for you to, you know, if I was outside New Jersey, I would come for this event without even thinking every season. Because this is the time I meet all my folks that I always had names I know, but I haven't put the face to those names. It's a party time. Come there and we'll have, we'll show you a good time. All non-New Jersey runners, in case you want to just, you know, share our location, just tell us or just shoot and runners say, hey, I would like to come. I don't have a location. And I'm sure some of us, many of us will open our rooms and our hearts to, you know, uh, to uh, host you. So please do that. And looking forward to your uh, uh, race day. I'm looking forward to the race day webinar that we'll have this Friday. And uh, keep this in mind, what I just now told you. Don't snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. And secondly, lactate threshold. Managing it is all about how you enjoy the race day. See you all soon. Let's all be more fitter, father and run father, and then eventually faster. Thank you, guys.